Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater presented by the great detectives of old time radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I'd reached the end of our supply of U.S. Marshall episodes, but looking into it further, I found that there were a small number of public domains circulating U.S. Marshall or Sheriff of Cochise episodes that we hadn't played. So I decided we would go ahead and play these three episodes before moving on to something else. Today we're bringing you an episode of Sheriff of Cochise. It's Season 1, Episode 25, original air date, March 15th, 1957. Let's go ahead and watch it. Like anybody ever travels this road. Oh, I'll keep your shirt on, will you? This is a through highway. There'll be somebody along in a few minutes. This is Morgan calling Bisbee. Morgan calling Bisbee. You read me over. Bisbee in. Go ahead, Frank. Anything new? Just a minute. All right, I'll be in around 15 minutes. That is all. Roger. Sheriff, nothing to worry about anyway. Run out of gas? Oh, no, nothing like that, Sheriff. This heat. Just got a little old vapor lock, that's all. Well, like I said, it's nothing to worry about. Just got to let it cool off for a few minutes. We've had it before when we drive in the heat. So you boys are a long way from home. Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, Texas license plates. Oh, yeah. yeah. We come from back around El Paso. We're just traveling through. We're heading for Tucson. Got to get a job in one of those dude ranches. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I can send a tow truck out from Bisbee if you want. Uh, we won't need it, Sheriff. We'll be all cleared up and out of here in a few minutes. Thanks, anyway. Okay. Mm 
to keep your big fat mouth shut? What are you talking about? Give that cop the business about us going to Tucson. Now we're going to have to head somewhere else. All right, all right, let's start heading. I don't like running into these cops. Oh, you really are out of your mind. What do you mean? In a few minutes, that cop will be in Bisbee, 10 miles away, and we... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes one now. Probably another one of those cops. In a white and green car, don't be a jerk. Come on, get your head under this hood. Try and keep your mouth shut for once. Boys in trouble? Yeah, can you give us a hand, mister? Well, I don't know. Any idea what it is? <laughs> we know what it is, all right. Head fell off that distributor thing, but we don't know how to get it back on again. Nothing to it. I'll have it fixed and nothing flat. Wait till I pull off the road. Get your head out of there. You got the gun? Not yet. Take it easy. Boys, I happen to be passing just now. Know a lot about motors. Have to, being a traveling man. The name's Gillum. George Gillum. I travel in ladies' underwear. <laughs> well, I tell them, you know, I don't wear them. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What is it? All right, mister. Pass it over. All you got. Well, you guys think you can get away with this right... right here in the main highway? You can't. Put up that gun, you dumb club. Come on. Hey, knock him out cold. Yeah, here. Well, we'll roll him and get out of here. Hey, comes a car like we do. Come on, quick. Give me a hand. Get him up here against the side of his car. We'll lean him up here and pretend like we're talking to him. Close. Yeah, too close. We can't roll him here. Come on, we'll put him in our car. There's a side road a couple of miles back. We'll go over him there. Hi, Harry. Frank? Anything for me? Nothing much. Attempted hold up over in McNeil about three hours ago. They just put it on the teletype. I don't know what took them so long to report it. Attempted hold up, huh? Yeah. They didn't get anything. No. Denny's Cafe, two men came in, pulled a gun on a girl, just as she was going to open the cash register. Charlie Bracken came in carrying a hunting rifle, and he got scared and ran. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me, Bracken would scare anybody, <laughs> rifle or no rifle. Do you have a description of the men? Yeah, both wore Stetsons, Levi's. They got away in an old car, but nobody could identify it. Uh, let's see here, number one, five foot ten, white, about 37, complexion light, fair hair, sharp features. Number two, about five nine, 160 pounds. Ready complexion, old, 45 years old. What is this, Frank? Are you psychic? The description tallies? Well, perfectly, but... I wish that I had that information before, Harry. I just bumped into those two guys about 10 miles north of here. Their car was stalled by the side of the road. Get Tombstone on the line. Tombstone? Yeah, the car was headed north. One of them said they were going to Tucson. If they are, they'll have to go through Tombstones. Have them send out a couple of men to stop them when they go through. All right, give me the description of the car. Yeah, let's see. 
Dark green Chevy, 1950-51, Texas license plate. Let's see, I think I remember the last three numerals of the license plate. Uh, 711, 711. This is going to be just like shooting fish in a barrel. Have notify as soon as I get them. I want to go up there. All right. You up, all right. What about me? Hey, he's got another suit hanging in his car. We'll go on down there and get it. He loaded it. <laughs> One four hundred bucks. Let's get out. Hey, you leave him here like this. Give me a hand. We'll prop him up against that tree. That's it. All right. Hey, he's coming too. Come on, let's get out of here. You all set? Yeah, I wish I had a shirt like yours. Don't leave those there, you dope. Take them with us. All right, all right. Think anybody will spot this car back uh, here? Not for a while yet. By then, we'll be long gone. Come on. You told that sheriff we were heading for Tucson, didn't you? Yeah, but... Yeah, but... So we're heading the other way. South, to the border. Tombstone yet? No, I just checked them again about five minutes ago. I can't figure it out. They were heading for Tucson. They had to go through Tombstone. Unless. Unless what, Frank? Unless it was something more than vapor lock wrong with their car. I went up there and take a look around where I last saw them. Tombstone calls, call me. Right. Trouble, mister? Trouble, yes. Hold up. Two men lead me. Look, my clothes. You hurt bad, mister. You need a doctor. Doc, yes. Take me someplace, doc. Sure thing. You bet. I'm going into Bisbee. I'll take you there.
the matter with him? Well, I found this man here at the side of the road. He said two guys beat him up and robbed him. Is that all he told you, Sergeant? He started to say something else, then he passed out. I better take him into the hospital and visit him. You follow me. Uh, yes, sir, but I'm due back in Fort Huachuca in an hour. My captain I'll said I'll straighten it out with you, Captain. Yes, sir. Here he wants to talk to you. Think you can manage it? Please do it as quickly as possible. We have to take him to surgery in just a few minutes. I hate to bother you, but there's some things we have to know. I know. What is your name? Gillum. George Gillum. Travel in ladies' underwear. Sell them, you know, you know. You tell me what happened. I was driving north from Bisbee above Wachuca Road. Two men stopped me. Car trouble, they said. They tried to rob me. I ran. They hit me. Can you tell me what kind of car they were driving? Green. Chevrolet. Texas license. Two men. Was one of them dark, the other light, ready complexion? <sighs> what about your car? Can you tell me the make and the license number? This. <sighs> Did you find out what you wanted? I don't know if he passed out. You'll have to go, sir. I'm going to take him to surgery right away. Oh, nurse. Will he be all right? The doctors don't know. It's a very bad concussion. Thank you. Plenty. You know those two guys we've been looking for? Yeah. The hell of a salesman gave him a beating. He may not live. Where'd it happen? Right where I saw him last. <laughs> Guess I'm not very smart, Harry. Well, how could you know? May not be too late to stop him. I want roadblocks set up at Boy, Benson, Narco, and Rodeo. Notify the immigration office at Douglas. Right away. On oh, Harry. Put out a special bulletin with a description of the men in their car. What they're wearing, Texas license. Yeah. Pete, get me some coffee, please. Here's an oddity in the news. Mrs. Buford of Tempe has two pets, both cats. Now she has a third pet, not a cat. Yesterday...
One moment, ladies and gentlemen. Attention, please. We are interrupting this broadcast for a special bulletin from the sheriff's office. Listeners in Cochise County are asked to be on the lookout for two men driving a dark green sedan, 1950 or 51, with Texas license plates, the last three numerals of which are 711. These men are wanted for armed robbery and assault. They are described as follows. Number one, about six feet, 37 years, dark complexion, black hair, wearing large Stetson hat, Levi's plaid shirt. Number two, five eight, 160 pounds, light complexion. Stop all cars with Texas license. Sheriff of Cochise is looking for this one. Green Chevrolet, 1950 or 51. Texas license ending with the number 711. Oh, there is also a description of the men. They are wanted for robbery. Do not let them go by. Sheriff, I'm afraid you can't go in there right now. Gillen's still on? What about the surgery, nurse? We just brought him back a few minutes ago. The operation was a success, but he's still very low. Will he live? The doctor's given a 50-50 chance. Thanks. Oh, Sheriff. Yes? Were you asking him something about a car? His car, yes. On the way to the surgery, Mr. Gillum regained consciousness for a minute. He acted like he was still talking to you. Well, what did he say? Something about a new car, green with a light top. Then he said something like, they didn't take it, it's still beside the road. Find my car. Is that all? Mm. Thanks, nurse. Call my office the minute he regains consciousness. They'll notify me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Get a move on. We ain't got all night. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Fill her up. Regular. And step on it, will you? I hope you fellas will excuse me for not being very polite, but I thought you were somebody else. Yeah? Who'd you think we were? Well, a little while ago, there's a bulletin over the radio, and the sheriff's men are looking for a car just like this one. Yeah? That's why I was suspicious when you first drove up. But you don't fit the description. See, these fellas were in a western get-up, and they had a Texas license. So you won't do. Okay, Pop, okay. Now fill her up, will you? Oh, sure thing. Nothing here now. 
No sign of Gillum's car. Unless they took it. Yeah, then we'd find theirs. Wait a minute. See something? It's a car hidden under that brush. Gillum's car, all right. Yeah, look, no plates. Here's why. Well, so that's why we couldn't catch him. They switched license plates on us. Get his license number off the registration. I'll phone it in. Yeah. Acknowledge that supplemental we put out on the license numbers. Everybody checked in, but nobody even remembers seeing a car of that description. Any word from the hospital? Uh, last time I checked, he was conscious again, but very low. They don't know if they'll be able to save him. What is it? Immigration at Douglas. Customs says that green car passed through there about an hour ago. Two men in business suits. <laughs> that figures. They were wearing his clothes. <clears throat> License number. Want to check it? Yeah. Arizona E12692. It's Gillum's license, all right. Tell Douglas to notify the Mexican custom inspector. We'll be right over. All right. Hello, Captain. Hello, Sheriff. You guys didn't waste any time. Well, we can't afford to. Have you got any idea which way they headed when they got over the border? See, si, they didn't go far. They were just coming across into Agua Prieta. They asked me where there was a good motel there. If I had known they were the ones... Well, it's not your fault, Captain. Where'd you send them? I suggested the Mayan motel, three streets in town, third right, Calle Ruiz. Would you come with us? If we find them, we'll need you. Si, con mucho gusto. Thank you. You are in charge now. Chevy Arizona license plates. That's it, all right. You stay here and cover me, Harry. Prado, go around back. Those men are armed. I know it. Who is it? Your car, senor. You got to move it. What do you mean? Hey, Papa, go see what that jerk wants. Put it down. Get out of here. You're in Mexico. You can't come busting in here. I said put it down. Damn, I hurt. You're not hurt. It's just your eardrums. You need some help, right? Nothing. Prado? You can't arrest us, man. We're in Mexico. 
I know, but we've got a friendly agreement. You got nothing on us? All right, what's the charge? So far today, armed robbery. You got the wrong guys. You better both say your prayers or isn't another charge, like murder. Let's go. And my coat. Stay here, Harry. Right. You can go in now, Sheriff. Thanks. How is he? Doctor said he's going to be fine. Good. How are you feeling, Mr. Gillum? How would you feel with your head caved in? I don't know what you mean. I'll only be a minute. I want you to identify a couple of men. Harry? Yep, right. Bring him in. You mean you caught your man? Well, that's for you to say. How about it, Mr. Gillum? Recognize these two men? Yes. The other ones. And that one. He's the one that hit me. And those are my clothes you've got on. Okay, Harry. All right, out. You deserve a vote of thanks, Sheriff. That was great work. Just routine, Mr. Gillum. Fast recovery. Welcome back. A simple case, but effectively done, showing how police work uh, across departments and even can cooperate across international lines to bring a criminal to justice. There are a couple of noteworthy guest appearances in this episode. Roy Glenn played the Army Sergeant. Glenn is someone I've heard quite a bit in old-time radio. There were very few roles for black actors in mainstream Hollywood old-time radio dramas. But Glenn landed a large number of these roles on shows like Tales of the Texas Rangers, uh, Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, Richard Diamond, Broadway is My Beat, and so many more. His great bass voice made him such a great fit for radio, but he also successfully transitioned into television. Even though he passed away at 56, he racked up more than 100 IMDb credits, appearing in so many different dramatic series, including Rawhide, Mod Squad, and Dragnet. 
I did find myself wondering a bit whether they intended for Glenn's character to do more than he actually did in the initial draft of the script. Because they make the point about Morgan pledging to square things with his captain. And then he goes into the guy's hospital room and stands around and does absolutely nothing. Was this always the plan? And if so, why? Far less confusing is the appearance of Hank Patterson, another character actor who played a lot of roles. Patterson appeared as various guest characters on Gunsmoke, making 35 separate appearances in 13 different seasons. He was best remembered for playing Fred Ziffel, on Green Acres, although he first played the role on the predecessor series, Petticoat Junction. Of course, he wasn't cast in the role until he was 74 years old. In this episode, he wasn't quite 70, and his career had not yet peaked. Thank you for watching. You can follow us on social media or contact me by email at box13 at greatdetectives.net and be sure to check out our website at greatdetectives.net. If you want even more video theater, be sure to subscribe to us either on YouTube or in the Apple Podcast Store. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like this video. Finally, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for their support. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.